Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the... Course in Miracles podcast. Let's check the sound. Yes, we are recording through the microphone. If you ever want to get into podcasting, the microphone to get is the ATR 2100. Alpha Thomas Respiration 2100, ATR 2100. It's like 80 bucks on Amazon. And yeah, it's really all you need. I mean, you could definitely get a better one, but just to get started, that's all you need, the ATR 2100. And I use GarageBand. There's other... You can get like sort of all-in-one podcast recording things for podcast recording units for like 150 bucks, something like that. Podcasting is, it's it's amazing stuff. I think, I don't know if if you've heard of Jello Biafra. Jello Biafra was the singer of the Dead Kennedys, who, it's really kind of a messed up name for a band, but it's also genius, you know, from the 80s. But he said way back in the 80s that um, everyone should have their own channel. So you should have your own channel. And podcasting, and and the way that would look back then is you would have like a zine, you know, like a private, like your own personal punk rock magazine that you would put together on like, you would take it to like the printing press and, and it was very labor intensive, but, or maybe you had a, some, some sort of way of broadcasting over the airwaves, the radio airwaves, but yeah, have your own channel. Like if you have things to say, if you have thoughts that you think the world would benefit from hearing um, get them, get them out there, you know, and I am a, as, as, as a podcaster, as a person who, um, takes this seriously enough, I, I believe in the human being's right to share whatever they want to share. And I believe in free speech to, you know, if if you, I, I may not agree with what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. And I think I've mentioned before, there are a few conservative podcasters who I listen to, and I find a lot of the things that they have to say very, very, very brilliant and necessary. And... I don't find any of them really overtly hateful. There's one guy, Matt Walsh, who he's definitely a little bit, he's definitely a little bit of a bigot. Um, but you know, he has a he has a right to say the things that he does, and it is it is through these exchanges. It's through these. Um, I I see a lot of common like there's there are there are people who are starting to. Um, sort of band together who you would not normally see banding together. So Matt Walsh, for instance, has interviewed a, he's got this trans man um, that he interviewed in his film, What is a Woman? So this, this non-binary trans masculine man, biological woman who lives as a man, and his name is Scott something. And he's, Scott is giving a bit of a warning and regarding some of the things that are happening in this gender world currently. And Matt has given him a voice. And so Matt, who could be considered Matt Walsh, who could be considered by a lot 
of people to be transphobic or bigoted. Um, but he's having a conversation, a completely respectful, rational, honest conversation with the trans man. And that is happening in resu- in, in, as the result of what's commonly or perhaps even derogatorily referred to as cancel culture. And I find that to be incredibly inspiring because I don't like Matt Walsh. I don't think him and I would get along but he's he's allowed right and it comes back to the the idea or the notion that you should have your own channel so if you if you hate matt walsh create a pod create the i hate matt walsh podcast and get on with it spew out all that there is to to spew now i would hope that you as a devoted course in miracle student would be less inclined to start a channel of that nature, but your right to exist, part of your right to exist or something that is implicit within your right to exist is your right to express what there is to express within you. And I see censorship in its truest form. It's a, it's an, it's an arrest of a person's spiritual freedom. That's how I see it spiritually. And again, if you don't like what I'm saying, I encourage you to uh, read the work of Dr. David Hawkins. He covers this stuff uh, very, very, very extensively in several of his books. And it was as a res- it, it, as the result of me reading his work, my 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 politics didn't really change, but my relationship to others' politics changed, which you could argue that that is, in fact, politics changing, if that makes any sense. So I'm probably going to stay on a slightly political-ish or esque. or I'm probably going to continue to entertain a political tone here with this lesson, Lesson 170, which would be, this is probably anti-conservative, what I'm about to say. So, or this lesson, you could argue, is, is anti-conservative. There is no cruelty in God and none in me. Now, that's my kind of God. So I don't, my God does not kill people. My God does not hate homosexuals. My God doesn't believe that homosexuality is an abomination um, or any of it. You know, any of that fire and brimstone, right? There is no cruelty in God and none in me. And I, if you, you know, what's really messed up is you can Google like Google Pat Robinson, who, Robertson, who just died, and there were there were a bunch of people on the left side of the aisle just cheering, jumping up and down, and doing cartwheels uh, for the over the death of Pat Robertson. That that ever so compassionate, those ever so compassionate, those eternally compassionate far leftists are celebrating the death of this human being. Um, the I I moved I moved away from that particular orientation because of that sort of thing because of what I I just saw a heck of a lot of hatred I saw a lot of people on that side of that of that far side of the aisle over on the left be, becoming the things I saw a lot of people turn into Donald Trump in in their in their hatred of Donald in their opposition to Donald Trump a lot of them became Donald Trump. 
And I found that to be incredibly discouraging. And I ended up alienated from a lot of people because I refused to freaking hate the guy. Eventually, I hated him with a passion in the, at first. But as time went on, I realized, no, something about this isn't right. Kind of like when a gang member realizes it's all messed up. This is all messed up. <laughs> I don't... This isn't working for me. This is all a bunch of betrayal and lies. Like, and they can't, they can't unsee it. And so once I saw that, I couldn't really unsee it. So that being said, if you go back to Pat Robertson, like if you watch a person like Pat Robertson in like the 80s and the early 80s, he's just singing the siren song of gay people <laughs> deserving AIDS. You know, gay people... It's just, this was just, this was on the nightly news. You know, this is on like ABC Nightbeat Lightly News, NBC Nightly News, Pat Robertson. Well, these people have not been living according to God's will and according to the scriptures and they're paying the price. You know, so do I think that that person is a bit of a shitbag? Yes. That person is not someone whose death I'm going to celebrate because that would be violating the principles that I've essentially agreed to live by in adopting this Course in Miracles work along with some other spiritual orientations or spiritual lifestyles, you might even say. So in, you know, in that conservative orientation to things, in that traditional conservative, like evangelical, God in fa- there is a lot of cruelty in God. God hates gay people or at least did back in the 80s, and sent AIDS to kill them. I do not believe that. This is, a, this is the Pride episode. So all that being said, take sort through what I have just shared, and if you've got something you'd like to respond, I'm certain, respond with, I'm certainly open to hearing it, and I will try to keep my political rants to a minimum moving forward, but I thought that it was relevant to discuss this sort of thing a little bit tonight, today. Lesson 170, there is no cruelty in God and none in me. No one attacks without intent to hurt. This can have no exceptions. When you think that you attack in self-defense, you mean that to be cruel is protection. You are safe because of cruelty. You mean that you believe to hurt another bring, you mean to, you mean that you believe to hurt another brings you freedom. And you mean that to attack is to exchange the state in which you are for something better, safer, more secure from dangerous invasion and from fear. So turn the other cheek, in other words. How thoroughly insane is the idea that to defend from fear is to attack? For here is fear begot and fed with blood to make it grow and swell and rage. And thus is fear protected, not escaped. Today we learn a lesson which can save you more delay and needless misery than you can possibly imagine. It is this. This is an italicized section. You make what you defend against, and by your own defense against it, it is real and inescapable. Lay down your arms, and only then do you perceive it false. It seems to be the enemy without that you attack. So it seems to be Donald Trump that you attack. It seems to be uh, the gay people that you attack, right? So it seems to be the enemy without that you attack. It seems to be your parents that you attack. It seems to be your, the police without 
that you attack, right? So it seems to be the, the things that you attack seem to be your en enemies without. Yet your defense sets up an enemy within. An alien thought at war with you, depriving you of peace, splitting your mind into two camps which seem wholly irreconcilable. For love now has an enemy, an opposite, and fear, the alien, now needs your defense against the threat of what you really are. If you consider carefully the means by which your fancied self-defense proceeds on its imagined way, you will perceive the premises on which the idea stands. First, it is obvious ideas must leave their source, for it is you who made attack and must first conceived of it and have and must have first conceived of it. Yet you attack outside yourself and separate your mind from him who is to be attacked. With perfect faith, the split you made is real. So we're getting into some radical forgiveness stuff here. So could you, in the moment, forgive someone who is bludgeoning you? Yes, you could. Now, does this mean we don't defend ourselves? Of course it doesn't, right? So again, we want to keep an eye on the spiritual bypassing and... and we want to keep an eye on the world, right? The, the, this, 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 this quote-unquote or this illusion that we call the world is in fact real. Sorry, I hate to break it to you. Next are the attributes of love bestowed upon its enemy. For fear becomes your safety and protector of your peace. For fear becomes your safety, rather, and protector of your peace, to which you turn for solace and escape from doubts about your strength and hope of rest in dreamless quiet. And as love is shorn of what belongs to it and it alone, love is endowed with attributes of fear. For love would ask you lay down all defense as merely foolish. Read that again. For love would ask you lay down all defense as merely foolish. And your arms indeed would crumble into dust, for such they are. With love as enemy, most cruel must cruelty become God. And God's demand that those who worship them obey their dictates and refuse to question them. Harsh punishment is meted out relentlessly to those who ask if the demands are sensible or even sane. It is their enemies who are unreasonable and insane, while they are always merciful and just. So I'm going to read that again. It is their enemies who are unreasonable and insane, while they are always merciful and just. So that would be the, the anti-Trumpers of who I was definitely one in you know 2016 or whatever that was, which is a long time ago now. It is their enemies who are unreasonable and insane. So in other words, Donald Trump is unreasonable and insane. He's insane. He's unreasonable. Can't you see what a bastard he is? While they are always merciful and just. So we're, the, we're merciful and just. He's the worst. He's evil. We're the good ones. But the quote-unquote good ones became the thing that they were railing against. Today we look upon the cruel God dispassionately. And we note that though his lips are smeared with blood and fire seems to flame from him, he is but made of stone. He can do nothing. We need not defy his power. 
he has none. And those who see in him their safety have no guardian, no strength to call upon in danger, and no mighty warrior to fight for them. This moment can be terrible, but it can also be the time of your release from abject slavery. You make a choice standing before this idol, seeing him exactly as he is. Will you restore to love what you have sought to wrest from it and lay before his mindless piece of stone? Or will you make another idol to replace it? For the God of cruelty takes many forms. Another can be found. Right? So, in other words, like, this, these moments of rage and hatred and defense, they can be terrible moments, but they can also be times of release. This, they can be, but it can also be the time of your release from abject slavery. So you can wake up from the horrid world of the ego if you choose, right? So these people, these Donald Trumps can be our saviors if we allow them to be. Yet do not think that fear is the escape from fear. Let us remember what the text has stressed about the obstacles to peace. The final one, the hardest to believe is nothing. And a seeming obstacle with the appearance of a solid block, impenetrable, fearful, and beyond surmounting is the fear of God himself. Here is the basic premise which, premise which enthrones the thought of fear as God. For fear is loved by those who worship it, and love appears to be invested now with cruelty. Where does the totally insane belief in gods of vengeance come from? Love has not confused its attributes with those of fear. Yet must the worshipers of fear perceive their own confusion in fear's, quote, enemy, its cruelty as now a part of love. And what becomes more fearful than the heart of love itself? Wow. And what becomes more fearful than the heart of love? And that's capital H of love, capital L itself, capital, capital I. And what becomes more fearful than the heart of love itself? The blood appears to be on his lips. The fire comes from him. And he is terrible above all else, cruel beyond conception, strike, striking down all who acknowledge him to be their God. The choice you make today is certain. For you look for the last time upon this bit of carven stone you made and call it God no longer. You have reached this place before, but you have chosen that this cruel God remain with you in still another form. And so the fear of God returned with you. This time you leave it there and you return to a new world, unburdened by its weight, beheld not in its sightless eyes, but in the vision that your choice restored to you. Now do your eyes belong to Christ, and he looks through them. Now your voice belongs to God and echoes his, and now your heart remains at peace forever. You have chosen, with him, you have chosen him in place of idols, and your attributes given by your creator are restored to you at last. The call for God is heard and answered. Now has fear made way for love as God himself replaces cruelty. And now we've got this nice, long, italicized section slash prayer. Father, we are like you. No cruelty abides in us, for there is none in you. Your peace is ours, and we bless the world with what we have received from you alone. 
we choose again and make our choice for all our brothers, knowing they are one with us. We bring them your salvation as we have received it now. And we give thanks for them who render us complete. And then we see your glory and then we find our peace. Holy are we because your holiness has set us free. And we give thanks. Amen. Mm. That is, this is just some, some beautiful stuff. So consider that you could take this one step further. There is no cruelty in God and none in me. You could extend this to the entire world. There is no cruelty in the world and none in me. Now, I get that horrible things happened. A friend of mine, a Facebook friend of mine, just got stuck in the middle, caught in the middle of a shootout in Chicago, right downtown Chicago. That could be construed as very cruel. That could be construed as evil, those shots. The shots, the people firing those shots could be considered evil. But through the lens of A Course in Miracles, we would say that they are just misguided souls. They are just separate from source. What they are doing is not real. God would never create that, and so it is not real. There's no cruelty in God. There's no cruelty in any of them. There's no cruelty in the opposition. There's no cruelty in these leftists I was making fun of at the beginning of the podcast, right? There's no cruelty in me. There's no cruelty in you. There's no cruelty in God. There's no cruelty in God's world. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you next time on the Course of Miracles podcast. Bye-bye.